You see, people collect all kinds of things. New, old, priceless, worthless. Darling, it doesn't matter what. I simply must know why. Those mothballs shouldn't get to keep all the secrets. This is the Mothball Prophecies. Hello and welcome to the Mothball Prophecies. I'm Samantha Mashburn. And I'm Jill Huffman. And I'm Melissa Daw. And today we are sitting down to do a little catch-up episode, but we actually had something that's bound to happen, I think, in any podcast. Mm-hmm. We had a really great episode ready to go. We were getting it uploaded and sent over to our editor, Gray, and the files corrupted on the SD card and we couldn't recover them. And I was panicking, trying to like Google everything. Like cold sweat panic. Yeah. yeah. We've never had it happen before. It's unfortunate, but yeah, the show, that's show business. The show must go on. So I uh, frantically Marco pulled Melissa Da, and I said, Hey, I need your, I'm pulling out the friend podcast card and we need you to come sit with us in the basement. And I am, I just hate it when mm-hmm. Sam asks me to be on the podcast. I it's it's such a chore. Yeah, she brought her own headphones, so <laughs> from her podcast, the but fret she, files. She sweetened it with white claws too. Yeah, so. I yeah. brought white claws and candy. Mm-hmm. We're making a party out of this. Yes, we lit some candles, and then one candle turned into a torch. torch. It was insane. Yeah, there's wax everywhere. Don't tell my husband. <laughs> But I was excited. Obviously, we've been giggling like idiots for the past 40 minutes trying to get started recording. But I was excited to sit down again and kind of do a state of the podcast, state of our vintage kind of catch up app on everything since we started. Because Melissa was one of our very first episodes. Mm-hmm. And since then, we have developed just a wonderful friendship. And the three of us just it's been righteous really so cool it seriously has yeah Mm -hmm. like we didn't think this would happen Mm -hmm. like this has been the bonus part to this whole podcast yeah is the friends we've made oh yeah yeah i i'm just riding on your coattails but i'm glad i'm your friend (laughs) i'm trying to let you down gently oh thanks you're not getting this was your goodbye episode (laughs) i want to be your third co-host okay sure welcome on thanks but we um it really has been interesting how many aspects of my life and my friendships have changed just in the last like six or seven months because of the show. Like the people that I now spend all of my time talking to are people we've had on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, my friends that live here in town, but it's really cool to have people you can just dump about vintage and antiques to yeah. all the time. And to have this network of like, I've had... This thing happened now where we're out looking for something and I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I know. And then I run through the roster of who we've had on the show. (laughs) I'm like, this person's going to know what it is. And then I'll have somebody will message us on the Instagram and ask about an antique and I'll go, hold on just one second. And I look it up. I don't. What has changed for you since we started this, Jill? Um, The fact that you got me to keep doing this is like a huge one because it's a big bonus. Thanks a lot. Yeah, you're welcome Mm -hmm. because this is out of my comfort zone so much. But you're like our. uh, I'm like your. um, You're the grounding factor (laughs) because Sam would be too much by yourself. Yeah, I am too much by myself. I also like to sprinkle in some surprises in there when people are like, oh, Mm -hmm. huh? Um, No, it's just been nice to to reach out to others that 
aren't necessarily the same as us, but also the same. Yeah. Like people will see me as a nurse and think I'm one way and then we'll get to talking. They're like, oh, well, no, you're nothing Mm -hmm. like I thought. Like it's we're breaking the stereotypes a lot. I feel like. Well, and you're like you're the soothing balm of wisdom on the show. Like I always love when you when you speak up or you like even just in our group chats and stuff. Jill would like pop in and everybody's like, Jill! <laughs> like the aliens in Toy Story that are like, the claw! <laughs> That's what you are. You're the claw. I know. I love it too that all our friends know that I am not the constant talker. And I wonder so- who that would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then when I do pop in, they're like, okay, thank you. Hi, Mom. I needed that. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. <laughs> mm-hmm. We really appreciate it. You know, I do what I try. Yeah. Well, and last year during this time, we were actually last year going to launch the show in May of 2020, mm-hmm. but COVID. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of going like, how do you interview somebody when you can't be around anybody? Yeah. And then it was, I say this to people in passing of like, they ask about the show and I say, you know, it was nice starting because we were nervous because we didn't know anything about what we were doing. No. And we didn't really know I mean, we knew about antiques and vintage, but we mm-hmm. didn't know. Yeah, really. And so apparent. Quickly. I just remember like <laughs> when we did our because we had Melissa, we had Carrie and then we had Terry mm-hmm. and he was the expert of experts and we're just sweating bullets the oh, yeah. whole time. Well, and Melissa was a part of that, too. Like that was when I was new in our friendship. Yep. And. They had shared the show because we had Melissa on and they have the fret files. And then, of course, Eric's the luthier and Melissa does leather, all this stuff. And um, we were looking at, you know, we still get excited when we get new followers. We're like, look who's following. Yeah. And then Melissa had sent me a screenshot. She goes, look who's following you. And I was Do you like, know who this is? And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, like I have no clue. And so I, as I do with most guests, just like shot in the dark, just like send a message, cold call. Hey, we'd like you to be on the show. And at the time, we had two episodes. Had we launched yet? Yeah, we'd launched. We'd launched. Yeah, we had the two episodes. And then we were like, well, this is it. This is good. We did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then <laughs> I, it, right? we asked that was it. Okay. Terry to be on the show. And for those of you that are new to the show, Terry Foster is a Fender guitar historian. Master. Like, yeah. He's- it, anybody in the world of vintage guitars knows mm-hmm. Terry. And so we asked him to be on the show, and I borrowed a book from Eric. He had Terry's book, um, Fender, The Golden Age of Guitars. And I skimmed through it, and I quickly realized that I don't know a a fuck all about guitars (laughs) at all. And I'm like... I don't know. And it was it was lovely sitting down and talking with Terry because he really was like, I don't really want to talk about Fender the whole time. I want to talk about my stuff, too. And that was what started us on like the journey of the Curio Corner and really grasping kind of somebody's collection in an interview. Yeah, because that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to talk about your collection, but we wanted to talk about how you started that collection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because when we... And Jill and I, when we would, when we started this, we would literally, we'd go sit in my car because there was nothing quiet about our houses at the time. (laughs) We would go sit in my car in a parking lot. It was during the summer, right? So school wasn't in session. And it was at nighttime. Yeah. And then half the time we were like, somebody's going to call us. Somebody's going to call a cop. Because we're sitting in my car with the Zoom and the mics and our headphones (laughs) talking to each other. 
Yeah, and then remember there was that hailstorm and we had to wait. Mm-hmm. Or the <laughs> speed racers, the Subaru gang that rolled through the parking lot. <laughs> and we were in a hurry. Yeah. And we had to wait like 35 minutes for these people to stop doing their oh racing God. at Snake River Landing. But we were we would sit in my car and we'd pass the iPad back and forth and read about, you know, the Curio Corner and things. that. And we we sat for a long time trying to figure out what we wanted the show to be. And we had nailed it down and it shifted unintentionally, but for the better. Yeah. We were initially going to just interview people locally. And then with the pandemic, we had to go this way. And the point I was getting at was it leveled the playing field for podcasts that it can be run by a huge production team mm-hmm. and celebrities and marketing and all of that stuff. Their audio quality came down to the hobbyist mm-hmm. side of it. Yeah. And of course, we would be remiss to not mention the person that makes us sound so great. Gray and Melissa. I was, yeah, I was going to say, right? And Melissa. <laughs> Melissa, you're a huge part of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Well, and, and well, really, genuinely, because when I started and I was just fledgling, I would I would call Melissa and I'd go, I don't know what this is. Can I come pick Eric's brain? Because you guys have a podcast. Yeah. And so I would sit over there and because I was going to edit this initially. Thank fuck I did not keep that plan. <laughs> I was just joking, by the way. I did not make this podcast sound good. Gray makes the podcast sound good. Yes. I I just want to I just want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. I was joking. I get. I know. Okay. Humor. All right. But oh, thank you. I just want to make sure the listeners don't think that I'm. But some... I mean, technically, you have like about an inch worth of. You would be like an investor. You're, yes. You're on the docket. An early investor. Yes. You saw the promise. <laughs> But I would go over and I would, Eric would kind of tell me how to edit it and do this. And then I would come home and I would load the episode in and I'd be like, huh? And we had, we uploaded the trailer episode and we were, I was really just screaming through trying to figure it out. And Gray messaged me. We've known each other for about, I would say 12 years. Yeah. 12 years. And he messaged me and he said, Hey, I've done audio engineering for like 20 years. Send me some files. I'd love to cut an episode together for you. And I was like, yes. So I sent him the music we had found, the intro we had made, everything to him. And it was a dumpster fire. It was just so unorganized. And it was a nonsense. And he edited it together. And then he was like, okay, when you upload stuff now, it needs to be like this. And so I labeled the the folder in the drive is dumpster fire, where everything (laughs) goes every week. But... I sent everything to him. He cut it together and Jill and I got it back and we listened to it and we were both just like, oh my God, we have a show. No, you had, you had that feeling. I had, holy shit, what the fuck did Mm -hmm. I just say yes to? (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. That first, uh, that first, the six weeks leading up to the launch of the show was probably the most, more anxious than I was to give birth. Wow. Yeah, because we're putting it out there mm-hmm. and we didn't know how it would be received. Because mm-hmm. we knew, because we like, okay, you listened to other podcasts mm-hmm. and I kind of would listen to them just to see the fill, but we didn't find anything that we made. Like, mm-hmm. we were looking for the stories and nobody gave the stories. They gave the antique the platform. Right. Yeah. And we wanted to give the person collecting those items the platform. Yeah, because I can I can go on and research Pyrex, brass, Fender guitars, all of that stuff. But I am I, I have 
I am and always have been captivated by the story that makes somebody who they are. Yeah, always. we want the passion behind it. Yeah. 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 And um we and we we come into it every time you guys have heard it if you've listened to the show for a while of almost every single guest we've had on the show does not care about the value of their collection. No, and that's been really um I don't know. That was almost like a surprise in the fact that nobody yes. collects. Because I, I am one that I don't care how mm. much anything costs when I buy it. Um, but it was refreshing to know others are out there the same way because you yeah. see online and stuff like that. People are like, I have this and it's worth the da 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 da. And it's like, great. What are you going to do with it? And the other stuff that was out at the time, you know, the ones that we were, I was like Googling and looking up everything to do with any type of vintage antique podcast. And this is not to say that any of those shows are not great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But when I when I was turning them on to listen to them, I was like, I don't want to hear somebody just read, recant what something is to me. You want to hear the story behind it yeah. and why somebody's passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was it's been really interesting because we we talk to people and I really try, <laughs> even though it doesn't seem like that, I really try to find people that don't have like the same interests as I do antique wise. <laughs> but then. That's the thing that happens every week, though, is we find even though somebody may look so completely different and look like they're X, Y, Z, we'll sit down with them. We'll start talking. And one little nugget of information will get uncovered. And then it creates that link between either me and that person or Jill and that person or whoever's listening. Mm -hmm. And Jill and I always look at each other in the Zoom <laughs> at each other like <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah, and that's been I mean that's been the fun part like making the connections that we have been making between um some of our guests. Some of our guests like I said we they we've become really good friends with and mm -hmm. that's been the cool part cuz it's like we're all so different. We all come from really different backgrounds, but we all have one thing in common. Mm -hmm. And it's been nice and refreshing to know that we've com we've created this community. Mm -hmm. For everyone to gather and show off their uniqueness and their weirdness and their strangeness and yeah. know that nobody's going to judge them and they're going to want to know more about that. Yeah, because we were when we when we started and it was those six weeks, we were so nervous because in our in our professional lives, we both work with the public in different aspects. Mm -hmm. We were so close. We're very much on the show is who we are in person, really. Mm -hmm. For the, Melissa made like a, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Melissa's like, are you though? They are, as far as I know. Yeah, I mean, it's when we, the person I am behind the chair doing hair, shifts depending on who's sitting in my chair, right? I think oh, that's yeah. just what you do. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so when this was coming out, we were like, oh crap, that veil of like that chameleon esqueness that you can do in your day job is gone. And even if it's like just 25 people that listen or whatever, it's still like that. I don't know. That veil is. Yeah. Lifted. I mean, we I mean, we were super vulnerable because it was like, this is us. Mm -hmm. Hi. You know, and it's funny because um, I have some friends that will be like, oh, my God, I did not realize he cussed like a savior. <laughs> And then I have like my best friend Tammy. She was like, "Yep, there's Jill." And yeah. I'm like, "Yep, here I am. Take me as I am." <laughs> I will. I'll have some clients say to me, "Um, because I mention it sparingly to you know, because of the area we live in." 
So somebody will say, oh, you have a podcast. And I'll stop doing their hair. <laughs> and I look at them directly and I say their name and I go, I just need you to know something. The person that cuts your hair and the person that's on that podcast are two very different people, <laughs> vocabulary speaking. And they get these big eyes. And I said, on that show, I say the F word a lot. I cuss a lot in real life. And then some of them will be like, like pearl clutching. What? And then somebody will go, um, yeah, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was that kind of like mental hurdles. Yeah, well. And calming each other down. Yeah, because, I mean, for the most part, I'm a pretty private person mm -hmm. in like all aspects just because, I mean, I have my Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And I just post every once in a while because I'll post something and I'll be like, no, nope, I'm going to take it down. Yeah. Nobody's going to like that. And then um, somebody had asked me recently, they're like, you do CrossFit. Why don't you post more of your CrossFit stuff? And I'm like, I don't know. I've tried a couple of times. And then I'm like, that's stupid. Look at my ass. It's so big. It's not <laughs> stupid. The first time I saw you do CrossFit, I was like, oh, shit. Don't fuck with Jill. No. Mm -mm. Well, that's how you and I initially met. Yeah. Was that a boot camp style gym? Have we talked about this on the podcast? And by we, I mean you. I don't think I don't think we've talked about that. Tell I don't us think how we... you met. <laughs> okay, all right. So, one day, <laughs> seven years ago. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was wasn't. It? It's been. Hold on. May, oh, it's almost a decade. No, no, Sam. Because I. No, when did Sam, my... I'm not that old. No, it's not. I would just. I was turning twenty five that year so oh, it's 2014 fuck. so that's oh the only reason i remember is because my grandfather passed away when i left the gym yeah because i couldn't afford it anymore so i had to leave yeah so it's the spring you know new year's resolution -y. Mm -hmm. yeah so i um was the boot camp coach that did tuesday and thursday mornings mm -hmm. before work and you and a couple other your friends it came. Was me and my aunt, yeah. Beth, Jamie, and then my cousin Lexi, because she was getting ready to go into the Air Force. Yeah, that's so right. So she was working out and getting her stamina up before she went to boot camp. Yeah, and so, yeah. <laughs> to real, the real. Mm -hmm. It was nothing like what I taught. No. <laughs> but, you no, know, yeah, so I taught classes and... You were there for a while, and then I was complaining about not being able to find somebody to cut my hair right. Because mm -hmm. as some of you may have heard, I have very coarse, thick Hawaiian hair. So much hair. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it was you and your aunt and somebody else, and I just looked you three dead in the eye, and I said, who can cut my hair? And I just looked at the floor, because I'm, contrary to popular belief, just super awkward in person. When somebody starts to maybe compliment me, I'm like, nope. No, uh -uh, bye. I know. I don't say so my aunt and Jamie both just pointed directly at me, and they went, "She can cut your hair." She yes. So we made an appointment, and Joe came in, and I started doing your hair that year, and have done it ever since. Yeah, and you've done it ever since mm -hmm. because I hadn't, because we had been here for seven years or something like that at that time. Mm -hmm. And I had gone through like 10 different hairdressers trying to get somebody to cut my hair. And I and I looked her straight and I was like, just straight up tell me right now. If you don't know how to do it, you don't know how to cut it, it's fine. I just am tired of really bad haircuts. And never the person to turn down any type of competition. <laughs> I but said, yeah. 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 And you've been doing it ever since. 
And now most of my clientele has as much hair as you do. So when somebody sits in my chair with like my hair, I'm like, what? <laughs> you mean this is going to take me 30 minutes to put color on this? Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And I used to have super long hair. Yeah, like rib cage length. It was really long. And then one day, I don't know why we thought this was the greatest day <laughs> to do things. I needed my hair colored. And the only appointment she, she had, to, you had to rearrange or something. I yeah. can't remember. And, and you're like, I can do you Saturday at nine. And I said, perfect. That will be fine. Both of us. Yes. We're morning people. 9 we're so yes. morning people. I'm like, what's another day getting up early? We both not Drank knowing. We both got so drunk the mm-hmm. night before. I got up and I was like, shit, I've got to, because we had only known each other for This was the first summer I was doing your hair. Yeah. So less than six months. Yeah. We had, we were still new to the relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. We weren't trying to show our real colors no, yet. I am on time and punctual and And I look totally put together at uh, all times. Yeah. <laughs> and I had the long hair mm-hmm. and she got the color. We were maybe, I don't know, it felt like it was five hours into it. And I was just like... Okay, I'm just going to tell you it. I'm hungover and my head really hurts and I'm sorry. And I went, oh my God, thank God. I feel like shit. I am so hungover. And this, I'm like, does this feel like it's taking forever? And she's like, yeah. And it had been like 30 minutes, but we were doing it all over color. And we both just went, thank God. God, and then we then the whole facade dropped, and we yeah. were able to just. And then that was the moment we were like, "All right, I've had my person." <laughs> and I was like, "Why did?" And we just we both said, "Why did we think this was a good idea?" <laughs> I even remembered like the night before because I had gone out with friends. I was like, I "Okay, should cancel. <laughs> maybe I should just rearrange." And I'm like, "No, I'll be fine," yep. because I was like still in my 30s. I was like, "I can do this," yep. and then I got up. I'm like, "No." No, I can't. And I was like, I should cancel. I should, you know, stay in bed. No. So, yeah, that was (laughs) that was the start of our honesty. And then we, you know, continue to do hair. And then as you talk to somebody that you have in your chair, you learn more about their life. And I started doing your kids hair. Yeah. And um, then we started to talk about our mutual love of vintage. Mm -hmm. And and this will uh, it's funny. All of the relationships started at the salon. Between the three of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I, so Jill and I continue on and then we start going to some estate sales or we would see each other at estate sales. We would talk about the things we were finding. Yeah. And then it was like, we've talked about this before. We've talked about this point of the story on where we went to an estate sale in Pocatello together, which was the furthest we had gone. Yeah. Because we had gone antiquing before. Yeah. A couple times Mm -hmm. before this. And so we went to this estate sale and I, had talked to Spellcheck about the podcast and the idea and started to kind of form it together. And then on the ride, I just got like this overwhelming urge. Just, I was like, Jill should be my co-host. And knowing like knowing Jill and knowing that she was quiet and reserved and not one to be, she will quietly contemplate her next move while everybody else is on fire. And she'll just be like, okay. <laughs> and hold <laughs> and hold <laughs> And then she'll go, I have this fire extinguisher for you. <laughs> like, that's Jill's personality. It's like calm and collected, calculated. And then I was like, I, this huge swing of just being like, you know that podcast I talked to you about? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, um, well, I'm trying to find somebody. And I was like, I need somebody that's willing to invest in this and to have time in this and to take it as seriously as I'm going to take it. And so I was like, will you, will you be my co-host? 
And I immediately said yes. Yeah, which so surprised me. I thought you were going to be like, I don't have time. I don't want to. And then we both started crying. Because <laughs> it was just electric. Like, it just felt so right. Yeah, it was. And we stopped at the estate sale and we were hugging. <laughs> we got out of the car and hugged. Okay. Jill doesn't cry or hug real freely. I don't. So it's just two big steps. I'm part robot. Yep. <laughs> and that's when we made it to almost third base. Okay. <laughs> But then, after that, we, we, and it's funny because you know how I remember the day we talked about it? Because I got a Costco membership when That's we were at right. lunch. <laughs> so every time my Costco membership has to be renewed, I'm like, I messaged Jill and I go, it's our anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I popped your Costco cherry. You did. We got it. We went shopping. And that's what, that's pro- propelled it. We, it was right before the holidays. It was November of 2019 and we were like let's wait until january of 2020 and then the world set itself on fire yep and here we are and then with melissa i had followed melco leather on instagram for a couple of years since she made that purse for donnie oh okay that's when i started following you okay and then spell check worked with me Uh at the time and you were in getting your hair done (laughs) Spellcheck and I were very, very close in high school. We were best friends in high school for a long time. And we were actually roommates after high school, too, for a short period until we both got married. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's a really weird connective. That is yes. like... Yeah. So Spellcheck starts to work with me. And I see Melissa come in to get her hair cut. And I'm fangirling. <laughs> and I... <laughs> Spellcheck comes into the back room to do something. And I was like, is that Melko? And she <laughs> started laughing so hard at me for referencing you as Melko Leather. You know, she's like snorts when she's laughing yeah. really hard. She's just looking at me like I'm an idiot. And I was like, what? And she goes, her name's Melissa. <laughs> and I was I like, I can totally see her look like, like <laughs> what? Like she's, stuck. I can also see your fangirling be like, Li- that, yeah, oh, that's- from my station, oh, I was shit. like, I think this is Malcolm Leather. <laughs> and then um, I You're was also like, like whispering yourself, "Be cool, be cool, be cool." And at the time, I didn't know that Melissa and I have the same equivalent level of anxiety. <laughs> so, uh, Spellcheck's like, "Just go say hi," and I was like, "I don't." She's very cool. So I walk over <laughs> and I was like, "Hi," and then I asked you, "I was like, do you make watch bands for smart watches?" <laughs> And you were like, no, I don't do that. And I was like, oh, I get it. It's probably like really hard and stuff. And then I walked into the back room like, oh, blew it. Well, that's because when you walked up, I was like, oh, this chick is way cooler than me. And it was like one of those moments where I was like, thank God I have this cape on because I don't know what to do. (laughs) See, like I said, before I realized we were both. Crippled by social anxiety. <laughs> well, this is like looking down, like, don't talk to me, don't talk to me, don't talk to me. And Sam's like, oh, God, no. okay, um, I gotta ask a cool question. Yeah. <laughs> so then that was our first and only interaction was that, like, huh, hey, <laughs> you're cool. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and then I asked you, because you said you lived over where you do. And <laughs> I said, oh, are you Mormon? <laughs> I'm looking back on that now. It's hilarious. Yeah. And then I was like, I think the face I go to by default is, uh, no. <laughs> like, very much confused. Like, it's oh, like, God, no. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Right. 
but by appearance it's a big swing yeah <laughs> are you nope nope and then i um uh, my client came in and i had to go back to work and uh forever just like you know that like three in the morning you wake up and you're like oh <laughs> i did that so fast forward I talked to Spellcheck about the show. That was the spring of that year. Mm-hmm. Talked to Spellcheck about the show. Ask you to be on the show. Still talking to Spellcheck. And I'm like, now I have to find people to be on the show. And she goes, you should ask Melissa. And I was like, but she's too cool. <laughs> so that's, and then I asked you. And you came over that day to my house. And Jill and yeah, I. We had that awkward first date between yeah. the three of us. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, literally like sweat dripping down my ribs. Same. <sighs> yeah. Because you were our first in person. Yep. Yeah. Because we had Carrie first, my yeah, best friend. Yeah, but she was on a Zoom. Zoom. And then you were the. I'm like, oh, God, I can't do a person. Nope. Like, what I did can't we look at a person. <laughs> we turned some. What song did we listen to? Was it Foo Fighters? <laughs> wasn't it a jack white song was it a jack white song that's would be the biggest <laughs> bader meinhof ding 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 of my entire life because eric hates jack white i think we did though yeah mm-hmm. I, I think, think it was iggy so. thump yeah it was. yeah super loud on my bluetooth speaker sorry eric very nice and we were, because we were both just filled with nerves and we were just jumping around my kitchen waiting for you to get there. And then we, we had to turn it off and be like, Phew, We had to look like we were professional yeah. and we knew what we drew in and we're like, I don't know. Yeah. And then the headphones barely fit in your ear. Oh yeah. Because I, I have this ears. weird thing. I got these little tiny ear holes. Mm-hmm. I have to have it over the ear headphones. Yeah, me too. Oh. Mm-hmm. So nice. that was how, and then um, I, you lived close by and then I was doing this and I came over and then. Here we are now. If we don't talk to well, each other for six hours, we're like, why are you mad at me? <laughs> I don't. What did I do? Like nothing. Or if we're out thrifting, we'll go, hey, I found this. Do you? Yeah. Do you like this? Because yeah. it's, it's really, the show has really changed the way I look for stuff and the stuff I'm looking for in a good and bad way. Oh, yeah. Ever since we started this show, I have added way more things to my collection than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's not a bad thing per no. se. My account, however, will be like, hey, hey, you have to pay bills. <laughs> don't forget. Like, mm-hmm. you have to make a car payment. You have to do that. Well, we were just very ignorant before. And now, like, walking through the thrift store and I'll see something and I'm like, "You, hey, I know you. Yeah, I know. What are you? <laughs> you look so familiar. <laughs> you look... And then, but it's associated with a guest. So if I see Sirocco, yeah, I go, Melda, Melda. <laughs> and then if I see um, anything related to like mid-century furniture, I think of Carrie and Terry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it started to be like that of like now, and now I see myself. I buy a little something that kind of commemorates every guest we've had on the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, oop. And then when I so when I walk around my house which let's we should probably talk about that but <laughs> when i walk around now i'm like oh and i just get reminded of it I mean the fact that you're gonna be on an episode of hoarders hey it's inventory you know when i first came here <laughs> it was much worse than it is now i'm just gonna come out and say that oh yes i feel like you have maybe not gotten rid of things but have organized them i got rid of a lot of stuff yeah okay because, because the pandemic. first time I was in your basement, I was like, oh, this, yes. this is your basement. <laughs> yes. 
Do you live here? Yes. No. Yes. Yes. But then I I bought your couch from out of the basement. So yes, I pro- thank you. I was I was a, a deciding factor in the mm-hmm. emptiness of your basement now, yes. right? Yeah, it comes from so the basement up until this year was my husband's domain. The man cave. Yeah. So there wasn't any like real furniture down here. It was not decorated or curated. It was the rollover. It was where all the decorations went. All of the stuff I was buying went. I moved all the candles in sight view. Melissa. Okay, thanks. Sorry. Melissa just did a room. I had scan. to check. <laughs> Is this room on fire? Nope, we're good. Okay. So don't, don't rely on me for that because no. I can't smell. Okay. And then we had what's now the pod office was a guest room. So it was the only like functional space. I didn't know what to do with this space. I didn't know how to decorate it. I didn't know what its purpose was going to be. So it was like just it's the room in your house that you shut the door. Right. <laughs> Literally. And I think also it comes from growing up without a lot of things and without the ability to buy oh for sure like you know we grew up pretty poor and to go shopping was always a necessity and never for fun yeah and so i think when i was had my own career and then i had my own house i was like i can i can have this now yeah so it was hard to walk away from stuff because i also when we were growing up we used everything yeah everything you didn't throw anything away no yeah no we kind of grew up the same way you shopped because you needed to, not because you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And in my adult life, that's been hard. Be like, I want to. And I'm like, I don't need to. Mm-hmm. But then I still buy stuff. Yeah. Bad. So I had to, with being home last year, and then also just being like, okay, what was it? I saw something about the other day. But it was like your reason your butt reason for keeping stuff but it was a gift but it was a heirloom but it was this right yeah so there was a lot of things i was holding on to because of like guilt and then i was like it's not like it's not serving me any purpose it's not doing anything for me you just need to donate it sell it give it to somebody get rid of it yeah and that's what i've adapted with the show is because now we see so much stuff that it it's very very tempting well, and now that we know a lot of people too like stuff in our collection will be like i don't really want this but no, i know I, somebody who would love it yeah so and like you said we're a foster family for these vintage and mm-hmm. antique items because i'll buy stuff now that i'm like i don't really want this but i don't want somebody who doesn't appreciate it to take it home <laughs> Which uh-huh. I'm like, if you take it home, you're going to appreciate it. But I'm like, the wrong person is going to end up with this. <laughs> and I have to take it home. Like, my husband, oh, I've been hiding. <laughs> I have a drawer of, like, linens that I've been kind of just. <laughs> and he, oh, he's, like, looking for something. I'm like, it's not in that drawer. Don't look in that one. He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm positive. And he opened it. And he's like, what the fuck? And I was like, um, so here's the thing. Those were necessary. I was like, I could not not get them and he's like yeah you could have could have walked away and i'm like yeah but no he was holding some of them up he's like what i feel like this is not appropriate and i'm like it probably isn't but i don't know and yeah yeah but i'm waiting for the first person to come into my life and be like oh Mm -hmm. see these were for you yeah and it's antique and vintage foster care yeah and also to be more candid about it, I had horrible postpartum anxiety and depression after having my son. And then to have the pandemic kind of cap that off and to be isolated and like, 
I had, and I think I talked about this in like Eric's episode, but I had like a, a really big metamorphosis last year yeah. of dealing with a lot of shit that I had just put in a box and just was like, okay, I don't need to, I'm, I was, to be quite honest, I was trying to prove my worth to somebody that was never going to realize it. Yeah. Yep. You know, and I'm not going to name any names, whatever, but I had spent a large portion of my life trying to be the successful and lovable and whatever to this person. And I realized that that was just never going to happen. And when I was unemployed, it was like all of the things this person would echo to me coming to realization because I lost my job. So then I was worthless. I wasn't doing anything because I had anxiety. So there was my laziness. Like all of these plaques that this person had like put on my own walls in my mind had this big beacon light on them. Yeah. And I had to like lift myself out of that and meet all of those fears head on for way too many things more than I wanted to have to face. Yeah. But I had to face my, how I based my self-worth and how busy and successful I was behind the chair. Yeah. I had to base, I had to figure out to love the body that I had after I had a baby and the body that I've always had. Yeah. And that it was fine. You know, it was all of that at one time last year. And then all of my stuff that was around me was a part of that like baggage Yeah, of just if I have all of this and if I can show that I have all of this, maybe this person will be like, I am so proud of you. I, and we all, maybe we all have that person. Maybe we don't, but it was not until my son this last year started to kind of receive some of this treatment that I was like, Oh no, no. Yeah. I'm not repeating this cycle. People that love you don't treat you that way. No. And I think that was, I mean, especially for me, like, um, you know, because I worked in the health field, so I had to be really careful with people I was around. But, you know, a lot of people would still want to go out and do stuff. And I'm like, no, I can't. Like, mm -hmm. not only do I not want to be surrounded by a bunch of people, but it's like an unknown. And I don't know if I'm carrying anything. Like, you know, I was super careful and I didn't know if everybody else was being careful. Yeah. Like, it, I became super paranoid in what I did. And, you know, this last year, I really, you really start to find your your people. Yeah yeah honestly and you know and some people I don't stay in contact anymore and some people became closer mm -hmm. and like my friend Sarah we always joke that we have a quarantine because we both knew we were doing everything we possibly could mm -hmm. to stay safe and so we knew we were all safe together and I mean it brought us I think it brought our families closer together than before yeah and it's just been, I think it, I would hope last year really was an eye opener for everybody mm -hmm. because it really, it, you really start to value people for what they're worth and what they give you. Like you find your energies that match your energies. Yeah. 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 We were on, Melissa and I, we, well, the three of us really quarantined because we knew we were all doing yeah. what needed to be done to be safely around people. But yeah, really, it put like a laser focus on 
all of the unnecessary stuff. Yeah. In everybody's lives. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, um, I, I talk about, I don't know if I've talked about on the show. I had a client. She's since passed away. She had polio Uh as a child. And I wonder how many idiosyncrasies and things we're going to have from this. Obviously a lot. Right. But she had polio as a child and she was 89 when I did her hair, maybe 90. And she still had like stuff protocols that she was doing from then, like washing all of the produce that came into her house with like soap and water, even bananas, like everything got washed. She didn't eat if she couldn't wash it. Like there were so many things. Yeah. And I remember thinking at the time how silly that was. And here I am. And now like I walk halfway across the parking lot and I'm like, son of a bitch. And I get my mask and like, or Forgot somebody starts hand sanitizer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those things. Yeah. My hands have never been so rough and cracked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like so much hand washing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember bitching about masks and then Joel just like looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, right. Know your audience. <laughs> you like, you've been doing this. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> just kidding. I know. I, like, it's still funny to me. Patients would be like, oh, how can you stand it? I'm like, I don't know. I've been doing it my whole life. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. Because you and I, have, Melissa and I have made such a lovely friendship from this. And yeah, I'm like, it's so nice. It's nice to just be around your people. Yeah, definitely. And I'm not like, I have one close female friend and that's, like she's the only close female friend I've ever had. And so I don't make friends easily. And so it's just nice to be accepted mm-hmm. and loved. Yeah. And it's great. And I don't know if we would be as close if the pandemic had not happened. No. Or this podcast had definitely not if this podcast had not happened. Yeah. Really, like truthfully, the friendships we've made. Like I talked to Jasmine and Kyla and Riley. Jasmine of Darling or Riley of Darling Ditties, Jasmine and Kyla of Corkscrew Curiosities. Right. Yeah. yeah. We talk to them all the, all time. the time. All the time. We still talk to Billy Billy B regularly. I talk to Kate Bittersqueaks. Yep. Kate. Because I have to differentiate my Kates. Yeah. I talk to her all the time. Yeah. And I've talked to Baker Betty. Mm-hmm. Since we talked to her, I talked to her yeah. off and on. It's really, I don't, it's lovely. Really, genuinely. Yeah. The show has grown eight times faster than we anticipated and we have all of you listening to thank for that i know when we hit our first follower 100 followers on our instagram we're like holy shit (laughs) it's happening Uh we did it and now we're at a thousand thousand and one we just rolled over just like yeah that's amazing and i'm like i'm so proud of you guys thank you thank (laughs) you And I'm proud to bask in your reflected glory. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Has the show, as a listener, because you do yes. listen. Yes. I hope. It would be <laughs> yes. really awkward if you didn't. Uh, uh, what is your show? Mothbat Moth Stories? Bag? No. Oh, this is a side story. There's a girl I work with, Jamie. Her favorite band is Journey, right? Uh-huh. Every time Journey comes on the radio at work, I go, Jamie, have you? this? I think you would like this band. They're called like Voyager or like legacy or like adventure adventure and she cackles and she's like journey and i'm like yes do you like them she is a huge journey fan but anyway speaking of (laughs) stupid shit that i do (laughs) but i wanted to ask you melissa has listening to the show 
changed the way you look at stuff. I mean, you already knew about a lot of stuff because of Eric and your own collections at your house. Yeah, I don't research stuff like you do. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Nobody <laughs> research stuff like Sam does. I hope not. <laughs> well, yeah, so nobody re- researches stuff like Sam. I will um, just buy shit that I like Mm -hmm. and it doesn't ever make any rhyme or reason and it changes like I used to be much more 50s and then I'm actually going with the decades I went to 60s and now I'm into the 70s yeah um but no I don't really know much about my antiques I'll do like cursory research Mm -hmm. sometimes if I care but usually it's just like look at this pretty thing I found I do the same thing but now I know like because I, I used to not know anything about glassware at all. Mm-hmm. And I never have collected glassware. But now I'm like, oh, Pyrex, you mean the Amish butter pattern? <laughs> Is that what it's called? Amish butter print? Yes. Yes. Because I know what that looks like now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I've heard of Fire King and I know what Jadeite is. Oh, see. So, but I still don't collect it. I just know what it is. But when I see it at estate sales, I'm like, oh. I know you. I know you, and I know that's too much money, and I will not <laughs> spend it. <laughs> but honestly, it's just interesting to hear what other people collect. Like, the morning jewelry especially, I had never, it never even crossed my mind that that was a thing, even. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew that that was a thing back in the day, you know, in the right. Victorian era, era, that was, like, popular. Yeah. But it never crossed my mind that there would be people that collected that. And so when um, Hayden's episode came up, it was fascinating. And I did not think I would care at all because I was like, this is something I don't care about. But he he his enthusiasm for it made it the most interesting subject in the world, you know. And so that's what I really like is that these you find these people that are truly passionate about these weird things that they find and they're excited about and they want to tell you all about it. And I'm like, yes, I love enthusiasm. And to sit and watch him talk, too, about... Because, see, every time we've interviewed him, he's standing. He's never sitting. He's always giving a lecture. Literally. I love it. And yeah. he always... You know how politicians don't point? They do this? Yeah. that's He talks with his hands like that. And he has... But then you're just so captivated mm-hmm. by him, the way he talks and, like you said, his enthusiasm. Yeah. It's like, you can't not stare. Like, I, the last couple of times we've interviewed, I'm like, okay, Jill, blink and, like, <laughs> like you're in, like, I'm super interested in it. I'm like, when I watch a documentary on TV, I'm just like, Ugh. open mouth. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, you're so smart. Yeah. And I am not. Like, <laughs> the way he rattles off dates and oh stuff. Gosh. And I'm like, you're that kid in history everybody wanted to beat up because you could remember dates like yeah. nobody's business. Like, yeah. I'm just like, how do you remember that? And like, for me being the, and it's not just like, the show was not where my researching every little thing started. Oh. I have, oh, like, no, you they have call me been. Google at work. Like, they're just <laughs> like, like I, I honestly requested for me, I was like, can I get an Alexa for my station? <laughs> so that while I'm doing hair, if I have something that comes up in conversation, because I can't, I can't not look something up. I can't. No, and we I've been in your chair several times where somebody will say something and we're like, Jill, grab your phone and look that up. I'm yeah. like, okay. okay yeah. Yeah. I, I have to I have to know what something is and why it's this and uh, da, 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 da. And so when we've had Hayden on the show or we've had like Laura Lee or different people with like or um 
Kate of Roses and Rue Antiques of where they're talking about art history and then the the history behind the movement of Victoriana, right? And then I'm all of the tidbits are kind of falling into place. Yeah. I think the one of the funnest realizations for me during the show is the art side of things. That was so far off my radar, like glassware for Melissa. Anything to do with art, I was just like, I don't know anything about it. I don't. And we're going to have, hopefully, maybe I shouldn't say it. Who cares? We're going to have Laura Lee on the Patreon. And I want to do like an art history for dummies. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Fun. I would love that. Because there's, uh, I have like a base level knowledge of lots of things. But not like uh, anything that would hold up yeah. on Jeopardy. No, and that's what annoys me about myself. I'll go and I'll be like, I remember we talked about this, but I don't. And then people will be like, what's this? And I'm like, oh, so that's like, and I'll just pull something out of my ass. And they're like, oh, really? And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, I don't know. But like, you need to ask Sam every time anybody asks me. And I'm like, yes, yeah, Sam's the one you want to talk to. I just like pop in every once well, in a while. I don't know why my brain works the way it does. No, I love that your brain works that way. So I've, I've done hair for... 12 years. Uh-huh. Okay. I do not write down my color formulas. And I never have. The only time I write them down is if I had to mix a multitude of colors to create a signature shade that my eye looking at it wouldn't be able to differentiate really easily. But I've I've never written down color formulas. And I could have somebody come to sit in my chair from eight years ago and remember their color formula. I don't know why my brain... Probably because I had epilepsy as a kid and like that caused enough short term memory that now my brain has a weird file system of like imagery to memory to complete the whole thing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Or like I said to my mom the other day, I said, mom, honestly, I said, I think we missed a diagnosis for me. (laughs) (laughs) And she we were at Sam's Club and she looked at me and she goes, no. And she was like, honestly, like, just fuck you. How dare you? She doesn't listen. Question so my parents' skills. Uh-huh. So uh, I said, I think we, I said, TikTok's making me think that we must have diagnosis. <laughs> I said, because it personally attacks me on my For You page. And she's like, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, I think that like, there's maybe like some ADHD or some autism or something, just mom, something. because yeah. I fixate and I do this, right? And she goes, well, you know. And I was talking in reference to my son and she goes, well, you know, you never, there was like certain clothes you didn't like, or like if there was a tag you didn't like, I'd just find you naked. And then (laughs) if something was too loud and it wasn't your noise, you'd get really upset. And I went, so autism or something, mom. Yeah. And she was like, I just don't think that's what it was. And I'm like, (laughs) thank you, mom. But I think, yeah, because she was just like, yeah, like I would. I was naked a lot as a child because if there was a tag on my clothing that felt weird or like my earliest memory of hating a texture was acrylic yarn squeaking together. Oh, oh yeah. Makes me physically ill or like annoyed. Anyways, but it's like my mom was just so sweet. We're standing waiting for um, to get my son a pretzel because if we go to Blue Store, that's what he calls Sam's oh, Club. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, my mom was like, oh, no, it's not. No. And that my mom does this thing to me. I love it because it's kind of it's sweet, but she'll go. I'll get on some type of new medication for depression or anxiety. And she'll go, how are your meds doing? <laughs> and then I'll look at her and I go, how do you think my meds are doing? <laughs> she'll go, I just, just asking. I'm just, 
And I go, have I been? And then like six months later, I'll be like, yeah, so this was going on. And she'll say, yeah, you were just kind of being a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> Love you, mom. My Let mom. me ask you a question, Sam. The voice you're putting on for your mom, is that actually what she sounds like? No. Okay. No, no, not at all. She doesn't sound like me. She doesn't have like a kind of deeper voice. But it is very much like that kind of like... If she's saying something that maybe is a little bit of a lie, it goes up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, my mom will do that too. She'll be like, no. What do you mean? No. Like, no. Mm, you mean yes. My mom's a tidier. One time I, when the Crunch Wraps first came out, it's a sidebar city. When what just came out? Crunch Wraps from oh, okay. Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, those are so good. We had figured out how to make them at home. I think it was like 2007 when they came out. And my brother made one. Sat down. Had his drink, his Shasta soda, cream soda, his crunch wrap that he had taken a bite out of. And then he had to go to the bathroom. So he got up. Well, my mom's a tidier. like, So she had got up and was tidying the living room and took all of the dishes into the kitchen and dumped everything and was doing dishes. And Brandon comes back out. And he's like, what did you do with my fucking dinner? And I was like, I didn't do anything to your dinner, first of all. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? And then he goes like, he's like, Mom! Where's my crunch wrap? And she goes, Oh no. <laughs> oh dear. And I was like, Did you tidy? And she's like, Yeah. So she had uh, literally two bites out of it. He threw it away, threw it away. And still to this day, I'll go, Mom, don't tidy. I'm still eating this. <laughs> Please don't throw this away. Please. So, anyway, sidebar city. What were we talking about? No clue. We were talking about my brain and how it. Oh, yeah. Remembers. Oh, how it yeah. files things. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for everybody listening. So anyway, Sam's good at Googling. Yeah. And that's not a euphemism. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Put it on my resume. No, like, it's so funny, too, because people are like, oh, you must research everything before you talk to people. I'm like, no, because Sam will do it. If I start doing it, if I start, like, I'll glance at somebody's Instagram if I don't know who they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if I know anything about them, I start freaking myself out. Like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. They know so much and I know nothing and they're going to see through me and be like, what are you doing, poser? Yeah. So I, yeah. I always walk into these like, hey, how's it going? Who are you? Which I do. I like that. I like that. Like I it's and it was intentional a little bit, too, because when we started the show, I was like, I know I do a lot of research. I know I look at these things. I know I do that. I was like, I need somebody that is going to be that. Well, what do you mean it's important? What like to yeah. be the at the time antique civilian that knew kind of what we were talking about, but could ask the questions because we don't want just the people that are into the today's topic to listen to that episode for that week. Right. We want everybody to come into it kind of on the same playing field and leave at the end of the episode, knowing just a little bit more about it or knowing about it in general. Right. It's the goal. And that's when I was thinking about who could do that and who could fill that realist like as a real way of being like well i've never really i don't know what that is i don't know who this is i don't and to this day jill does net she never looks at the estate sale walkthrough no because then i'll just annoy myself <laughs> <laughs> and i wrote the look that jill gave me when i did that on the fly the first time oh i thought she was gonna leave well, the show she was just like i'm gonna i'm gonna try something like i'm gonna throw a game in and it will be fun and joe I'm was like, like okay. why why like, your face said why i'm like whatever i'm just here for the free booze really yeah <laughs> we we're still new in our 
married relationship podcast relationship yeah and then when you did that and there was it wasn't too bad i was just like oh that's fun we should do it and then i didn't realize that somehow i had pissed you off internally and then you just like oh jill pick between these two things you'll never be able to decide ever well and it was every week it is hard to write especially the further along we get and i really try to not repeat it's hard with some people because some some of the guests we've interviewed they pretty much collect the same things or into the same things and it's like you know we just did that and so then i probably would pick the other one if you did that Mm -hmm. and then i'd hate it because i'm like no i really wanted that and it is you know the the scenario is made up the items are real (laughs) and i do look through and like go um onto ebay and etsy and mercari and look up items every week wow so i'm looking up different stuff of like okay I I I don't it's just my research brain. I go through people's Instagrams or their Facebooks or I Google them and I look up stuff in the background. Maybe this is too much insider trading. I shouldn't tell everybody this. I look at people's pictures to see cuz we have the questionnaire. Well, I guess we talk about it in every episode, but we don't really talk about it. I send before we interview somebody, I send a pre-show questionnaire. Uh-huh. Just so we get a little bit of a rough draft of who this are, how they started, blah, blah, blah. But it also helps me write the estates I'll walk through. Well, not only that, it gives us kind of bullet points that we want to touch on. But because yeah. before we had a little like scripted. Yeah, because I didn't thing. know what else to do. Because we were like, I will ask this question and you will answer. Right. And then like, and now we just bullet point what we want to touch and it just really becomes a conversation. Yeah. And that's what a lot of our guests were like, this was fun. It was just like sitting down with your having friends. a chit chat with friends. And that's what we wanted from the get go. But now with the estate walkthrough, though, I just I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah, I look through people's pictures that they've posted on their Instagram and I look at stuff in the background. Or I look up an area of their expertise and what they would probably lust after in their field of antiquities and antiquities. And I try to do it that way. And then it's funny, sometimes it ends up where I've pinned picked on something that they didn't reveal to me. And then we'll and I love it when it happens because we'll have this great conversation and then we'll get to the estate sale walkthrough. And I will ask the hard one. And then the way they look at me <laughs> in the camera is like we were doing so great. You would make such an excellent stalker, Sam. Thank you. You would make the <laughs> best. I also want, I also hope like later down the way that my reactions become like a drinking game. Because mm-hmm. I have several <laughs> friends. <laughs> I have several friends who are like, we just go through the estate so walkthrough because I want to know what you're going to say. Drink every time <laughs> Jill says, damn it, Sam. What if... A random thought. What if you had a compilation of just estate sale walkthroughs at the end of the year every year? You put them all together. And then because I feel like if you had to listen to the whole episode first, it would be an exhausting drinking game. (laughs) Thank you for that. But just a little just a little idea. Oh, I love that. A year end. I know Tammy always giggles when it's something that when you say what to I am, she's like, oh, I know what Jill's going to do. I'm like, I hate hate. Mm -hmm. But it's um, it's a fun. I'm glad that my brain just went. Hey, you should do this. No, it was a great idea. Hey, you should. For sure. Well, and I, I remember when Melissa, because we record the episode, Jill and I record it. We have the guests. We do this right. And Melissa was like, she said to me, "Well, you listen to the episode, and I save the curio corner and that stuff for another yeah day." Which I was like, "Oh, 
That's very sweet. And yeah, I've had a couple people tell me that they like do like they make their own two parter. Like they'll listen to us on Monday and then the Kiro Corner, they'll do like Wednesday or Thursday or whatever to get them through the week. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a nice refresh. And, it, and it's basically like two separate podcasts, too, because you have the interview and then you have the information. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Well, and even the Kiro Corner was kind of an afterthought, too, because we like the first couple of interviews we were like, oh, well, I kind of want to know more of that mm-hmm. for myself. And then that's where our collections have grown just from that half the time (laughs) yeah well and and it really did start for me of we would be interviewing and i would be taking like or i'd be listening back to the audio and i would be taking notes about like what is that and so i was like okay there has to be somebody else out there like me that's like listening to the episode and they'll hear something be like i don't know what that is and they're googling it so i was like let's save some steps and so when somebody listens now they know, like, okay, I think they're going to cover this most of these things at the end in the Curio Corner. Yeah. And it's one of our favorite things to record now. Yeah, I love doing the Curio Corner because, you, like, when we do certain things, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And then it's up to the Google game for me where at work somebody will be like, well, what about this? And I'll be like, oh, <laughs> kids. Like, I... I just info dumped like Lennox to somebody the other day. I was like, did you know Lennox, Lennox Porcelain started the bridal registry? And then at, people have two looks. They either have intrigue or like a little bit of like, oh no, what have I done? Like, yeah, please. like, fuck. Uh, okay. Oh dear. And you get the occasional, oh. Yes. Huh. Oh. That's yeah. crazy. And then I'm like, oh, whoops, <laughs> sorry. And then I'll like do just be like, blah, 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 blah. And then I'll like watch somebody's face. I'm like, sorry, I'll go back to what I was doing. You can see the eyes just glaze over like they've stopped listening. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about it. But thanks. To, like, we're not done yet. I have some questions that I put out on our Instagram for some questions. You good. Cool. For us. But I always say it and I mean it now six months into the show. Thank you, Jill, so much. You're welcome. I love the, re- I, I have, and I've said it before, but I love the relationship, the working relationship you and I have and the way you and I can communicate with each other without really having to discuss things at length. We'll kind of always be on the same page. Yeah. Thanks to the friends we've made and the people that we talk to and now share important parts of our lives with. Mm-hmm. And then also thanks to our listenership for really you guys created a beautiful community for the vintage world. The vintage community on Instagram is truly exceptional. Mm -hmm. And I like that we have a corner of it now. Yeah. Um, And I hope people realize that when we reach out to anybody and we, you, you send like mass emails out just seeing who will latch on. We, and we just, I mean, we want to, if we could, we want to talk to all of you. Really? Because you all have your own stories. Mm-hmm. And even if you collect the same thing as somebody else that we've already interviewed, you collect it for a different reason. And we want to know that reason because there's no one way to start collecting mm-hmm. collecting anything. And I just hope when we do reach out to you, just be like, oh, God, no. No, yeah. I can't. Because we genuinely, we... we we love, I, I've found myself now when I start to talk to somebody and they ask about the podcast and we start to talk about antiques, what happens when I, the reason I started this podcast happens again. 
Right. Of they go, well, I have this thing that my mother gave me. And I go, what is that? Yeah. Those are the stories that this show was built on. And those are the stories we want to continue. I want my goal for this show is I, we could talk to anybody. We could talk to somebody that collects five things to Dita Von Teese, whatever. Right. Yeah. And let, you know, I mean, myself, I'm not, I'm not the collector that I collect because I know everything about it. Mm-hmm. Like you, you honestly could ask questions about my collection. I'll be like, I don't know. I looked right. at it and it was pretty, but I have a bunch of it. Yeah. And each piece holds a different meaning to me because I bought it for a certain reason. And those are the reasons we want. And I just hope everybody realizes that we honestly, truly want to sit down and have a conversation with any one of you. Yeah. And the end of the day, my goal is your episode or whoever we talk to, the people we talk about with their collections with is their prophecy, their legacy. Mm-hmm. So that if something were to ever happen to them and somebody wanted to know where their collection was and what it was, how many times you've been in a state zone and you go, who was this person? Yeah. Oh, all the time. That's what I was sitting in that group, that antique study group, listening to these women talk about their mothers and grandmothers and realizing that those stories were dying with those women in that room. Yeah. And, yeah. And not only that, but I hope that we touch those people that do collect the oddities yeah. and the weird things and the stuff that's not normal or do things that are not normal. Mm-hmm. And they realize, oh, my God, there's a community out there for me that will welcome me with open arms. Because, again, you look at me and you'll think one thing and then you'll realize I'm completely different. Yeah. And I want that for everybody. Just because you look one way doesn't mean you have to act another. Yeah. And your collections are safe here as long as they are not problematic. Because if yes. they are, I'll call your ass out for it. <laughs> yes, not problematic, please. But I just hope people realize when we do reach out to you, we generally want to sit down and have just a conversation. Yeah. And hopefully another friendship. Yes, genuinely. Speaking of some questions, let's get to some that were asked to let's us. Do it. So one of them that we got was. Book, podcast, series, playlist you're currently listening to. It's a good one. Okay. (laughs) I have many podcasts that I listen to. Mm -hmm. Um, My favorites are No Such Thing as a Fish, which is, it's a comedy show, but each, um, there's four hosts and each host brings a fact that is just silly or stupid and then they make jokes about it and it's hilarious. I love that. Oh, that's awesome. Um, But it's also educational and I learn a bunch of stuff from it and then i have a show i like called futility closet um what's that about it's also about weird things from history they start the show with like 20 minutes a 20 minute story about a weird thing that happened in time at some point and then um they do a recap where they talk about listener emails and like um you know, updates on any stories they've told. And then at the end, they do lateral thinking puzzles, which are so interesting. It's like this weird um, situation that you have to ask yes or no questions to figure out what's going on. Anyway, what's that on? It's called Futility Closet. Is it on Netflix or? No, it's a podcast. podcast. Oh, it's a podcast. Yeah, but it's excellent. See, I need visuals. That's why I can't listen to podcasts. I need visuals. Mm -hmm. I have to see things. Yeah, you're the you're the show watcher. 
yeah. group. Yeah. I am. I'm on like documentaries. Yes. Like Shark Week, just don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. What series are you watching? I am currently watching. I'm also a huge Marvel geek. Yeah. So I am watching the new Falcon and Winter Soldier. Ooh. Cool. It's very good. My husband makes fun of me. Because he thinks I'm like a teenage boy because I geek out on it. I'm like, dude, he's like, who is this? I'm like, how do you not know? We have watched every single Marvel show there's ever been. How do you not know him? That is Falcon. He's like, well, is he like a superhero? Because he doesn't have like, I'm like, oh my God. How dare you? Not my ass. Just because I don't geek out on like nuclear science and stuff like you do doesn't mean anything. <laughs> doesn't mean I'm not hip with it. I know. I'm hip with the kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, listen to this show two to three times a week. You do. (laughs) (laughs) I listen to every episode before it comes out. And then if there's any edits or anything, I go back through and listen through those things. Um, I don't have a lot of time to watch TV or movies or things like that. I generally work on stuff for my day job or the show or other things like TikTok nap time bedtime things like that and then it's almost a gardening season and so that kind of eats up my evenings which is fine but i was listening to i listen to a lot of books and i'm currently listening to uh the doll factory i think is what it's called and it's a period fiction based um novel and it is set in almost Victorian England just before. And you know what the funny thing is, is some of the stuff we've talked about on the show have come up in the book. And then I'm like, Oh, like um, it's at the time of the, before the pre-Raphaelites in the art oh, movement. Okay. And I heard it and I, in my car <laughs> went, uh-huh. <laughs> and ding, ding, ding. So it's, um, I'm just a little the ways into it, but it's basically, Start. It's kind of, I think, a little bit of a mystery kind of book, but the narrator of the book on Audible is doing such a great job at covering all the characters that you really get lost in it. Um, I'm listening to that. I kind of bounce around on different books that I'm listening to. Um, and then I listen every week to Dax Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert. Yes. My, one, one of, of my, my favorites, too. One of my favorites. Um, I bounce around. I listen to some of my favorite murder. I listen to some of the ones that Melissa's mentioned. And that's kind of where I sit with it. I listen to a lot of like NPR and BBC and yeah, things like that. And then I listen to popular songs on Spotify, whatever it suggests. But that's kind of my listenership that I have right now. Um, this is a good one. If you were going to save something in a fire leaving your house what would it be uh, outside of family and I was say, and all your um, children and pets are safe probably yeah. my kids yeah <laughs> outside of like the duh. <laughs> uh ooh, that's a good one so i know right off the bat what my answer is yes what? um if you listen to my my episode oh i know oh. What it is. you will know that my grandma's doll is extremely important to me yeah um so uh, that's that's the one thing I would save. And then my my oldest son, when he was about three, did a family portrait, and we have it framed on oh the wall of our gosh. bedroom. And that's oh. probably the other thing. Please I would show save. me that the next it's time I'm at so your house. It's so cute. It's so cute. Oh, I love that. That's adorable. I yeah. love that. 
Uh, I would probably save uh, the quilts and afghans both my grandma and my great-grandma have made for me. And the pictures I have of my grandma, that's on my mom's side. And then the pictures of my grandma and grandpa on my dad's side. Oh, those are great choices. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's hard because I'm sentimental as fuck. You would be, have like a big toe. <laughs> and you'd be like... So there's some things I have that are obviously very important. Um, and I don't think I've talked about them ever on the show. I was very close with my grandpa and I have a manuscript for his very first book before it was ever published. And then I have a CD with him reading his first book. That's awesome. So I don't listen to it a lot because I would not be able to function because as soon as I hear his voice, I just start like sobbing. And there was somebody on TikTok the other day, Kay, that was a spy and like as old as my grandfather would have been. And he looked just like my grandpa, like a younger version. But my husband came in and he was like, okay, look at this person and tell me. And I was like, what? Like my brain melted. Wow. I would grab, I would grab those things. And then I have one of my clients worked at a dental office and she made plaster casts of my hand and my son's hand and his feet. Oh yeah. And so there's one they have where it's my hand holding his hand. I would grab those aside from my husband and son and dog. (laughs) All the animals and children and husbands are safe. But I feel like, I mean, of course I have like a certain affinity for all of the items in my house because of just the way I operate. But those are the things that I would be devastated if I lost. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, another question is, um, if you could travel back in time, what year would you travel back to and what would be your profession? Ooh. The hell? That's a good one. People. And these are questions from our Patreon user. Okay, uh, here's the thing. I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Because women weren't treated so great back then. That's so why point. I wouldn't yeah. want to deal with any of that. Cause honestly, if I did go back, I'd probably be either put in prison or killed <laughs> because I would be that woman trying to be like, fuck you. I can do this. Yeah. No, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably stay where I'm at. I had a, this, somebody asked me this question it was really, I don't know. We were talking about it. And I honestly was like, I am perfectly happy where I'm at with what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And if I went back in time, I don't think I could do with the, the things I do now. You know, that's a, like having I, I would go back in time for like a day. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go back in time permanently. No. Yeah. So I would not have a profession. OK. If I were to go back in time, it would be like 16 to 1700s. Whoa. Because I would want to. It's the gardening thing. I would want to spend <laughs> a year like. <laughs> Just doing what you had to do to like run a successful household uh-huh. as a team, like your kids and your husband and your like, I would go back and I would, I, I don't know why, but I think I would enjoy that to be like th- seeing the steps of everything in your work and your labor and all of that over the course of a year. Uh-huh. Another thing I would selfishly probably go back to like the wild west to literally just sit as somebody people watching 
That sounds terrible. Yeah, terrifying and awful oh, and yeah. all of the things. But if yeah. I could, okay, if I could be a pigeon in the <laughs> wild west, <laughs> sitting above a peregrine falcon, if you will. Yeah. Just watching. Just people watching. Yeah. Fly yeah. on the wall. If I had a profession, I'd probably be like a mob boss. Like I'd be head of a mafia. Yeah, I could believe it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. I would want to go back and meet Jesus. Be oh, like, there you what's go. up, Jesus? The Your hell's story going gets on here? Kind of rough, bro. Sorry. <laughs> be like, so, uh, like, hand him a big pail of water and be like, do your thing. Yeah, <laughs> do it. You said you I can. Am thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> have you? I have this thing that's really going to change your brand. Have you heard of fish sticks? <laughs> also, there's going to be a time in the future where there's canned wine. And water. And boxed wine as well. Yeah. What, walk with me. Talk with me. Here. <laughs> come on, Yeshua. Let's go. We're going to take a little like, trip down. Please. Um, I just need to know your hair care. Because <laughs> every picture of you, your hair is amazing. Or you walk up to me and be like, I don't know why people keep drawing me like this. I look nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> nothing like that. Like you like fine. Like, so I, I'm looking for Jesus. And he's yeah, like, he's I like, Right I get this a lot. Hi, like, it's me. No, that's that's not the false. Shh, that's not. You're not Jesus. You're just saying. Is it, it. me, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> the other, I would also. So I would go back in time to see Jesus and meet him and like, hey, what's up? Are you really the son of God? What's happening here? Yeah. There's and a then, lot of like yeah, gray area. A lot of stuff to unpack in the three hours we've got <laughs> together here, Jesus. Let's get to also, it. Also, I'd like to meet Cleopatra. Oh, that's mm -hmm. a good one. And be like, you're like the original bad bitch. Yeah. So Hell teach yeah. me your ways. Teach me. Hi. <laughs> We're having a really hard time <laughs> deciphering what we would now call emojis. Um <laughs> Like you guys are like, it's like pre-code to what our parents were yelling at us for. So like, if I could just get like a, I'm gonna bury it here, and then I gotta remember coordinates. <laughs> do you guys do coordinates yet? Fuck, hold on. Um, I guess we'll just use more emojis. But all right, we're gonna do bird, cat, mountain. No mountains. Um, sand. Yes. Squiggly line. Yep. Two dots. So is the two dots like two mountain peaks or is that where the stars <laughs> Or is it align? getting weird like what they did to us where it's like boobs? Yeah. <laughs> no? Sorry. My bad. I'll just. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> sorry. Like this got a hand. I'm That's sorry. the type of person I would be back in history. Be like, yeah, no problems. Like I'm not trying to like get in your business here, but I'm so curious. I Well, I'd be like, why'd you do that? No, why did you do that? Why did you think that would be a good thing to do? I don't understand. I mean, also, I would go back in time and mark all of the things that weren't marked that were now collected. I would probably be with, like, all the slaves and be like, look, guys, um, if you didn't realize, you guys together are bigger than the army that's guarding you. Yeah. So if you each just pick up a rock... We totally could Let's win. Let's just get to it, guys. We're just like, we could, so like, Jesus, we Jill is actually Moses. <laughs> I don't know if we made that connection here. She went back in time. As she Moses. is Moses. Forty days or forty years in the desert. That was Jill. Yeah, makes sense. That's probably true. You're welcome. Leading the revolution. <laughs> the other time I would go back to is 1962 in Hamburg, German, Germany. I would go see the Beatles before. Okay, they were okay. Oh, that is like, wow, <laughs> very, very particular, very specific. specific. I would go back to April twenty seventh, 
Seven, but two, before the Beatles got famous, they were like leather wearing. Oh, B A. It wasn't a boy band you yet. You could swear on this podcast. Oh yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Sorry. I would also like to see Bad Butt um, Janis Joplin. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a good question. That was a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making me see the inside of myself. Thank you for that. <laughs> um. What is, we'll do this one and then we'll get into my favorite part of the show. Yes. Um, let's see. This, is like, this kind of fits the theme of what we were talking about earlier. If you could write a letter to your 10-year-old self, what would you want it to say? Oh. I feel like 10's kind of the last moment of levity before you have hormones interrupting your shit. Yeah. I would tell 10-year-old me... To not change an inch of my weirdness in any aspect of my life. Yeah. To to not try and mold myself into something that I thought other people wanted to see. Yep. Yeah, I would tell. Yeah. Yeah. I basically say the same thing. Telling myself that if you want to do it and you're passionate, just do it yeah. don't listen to anybody yeah. to talk yourself out of it and that you're gonna be a bad bitch when you get older <laughs> yeah i yeah. would also tell younger me to wear shorts more yeah yeah wear shorts I, you dumbass wear yeah. a bikini yes. you idiot your hot your body is hot and it will not look like this forever yeah <laughs> just wear the halter top yeah yeah basically love and acceptance for yeah. yourself mm-hmm and also know that the girls that are picking on you are jealous as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just sad. Because those are sad. hard lessons to learn as an adult. I wish I had learned those as a 10-year-old, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I wish, yeah. I wish I had more role models telling me that the fact that you don't look like the other person is for a reason. Yeah. And it's actually a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody looks like it took me the longest time to be like looking around but like, you know, nobody looks the same unless you're an identical twin. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I want to look like somebody I don't have the same bone structure as? Yeah. Or the same hair color or the same eye color. Like, why? Why do I need to be that person? Yep. I don't. Yeah. I think that that would have saved me a fuck ton of grief. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, now it's time for my favorite. Mine too. But I switched it. I put the power with the people. I text Jill and Melissa today and I said, um, wild card, come up with an estate I know. And I, did you, you notice I didn't text back because I was like, I mad. mad. I can't do it. I can't do it. I was giving you. Did I, you do it? No, I oh. couldn't. Okay. <laughs> Think of something right now. Go. <laughs> okay. I'll go first. Okay. okay. And then Melissa will go. Yep. All right. Fine. All right. Oh, man. God, I already hate myself. It's okay. Mine <laughs> is something we've never broached before. Okay. And it's... What if we have the same one? We don't. Well, I, that would be interesting if we did. I would We'd just be like, it, we ascend to the heavens. <laughs> Ka-ding. Um, mine is a house question. Okay. Okay. You are given the keys to the house of your choice. Wow. Ooh. Okay. It's everything you would ever want. But is it a mid-century modern house that was built in Palm Springs? Or is it something you ordered and are building yourself in a Sears Roebuck house? Oh. In a kit home. Oh, mine's the Palm Springs. Yeah, that's easy for me. Palm Springs. 
wow, I really thought that I had done something. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Mine's the Roebuck, the Craftsman House. Really? Yeah. Because it's got all the shit that I like. I'm like, did you know that I ordered these real? <laughs> I can see Sam be like, do you see that? I built it myself. And then I'll just be like, you see this? I just walked in and it was yeah. ready. My BFF lived in one of those 50s Palm Springs homes. Like, oh, they're gorgeous. They're so cool. They're so cool. Oh, well, my God. They're yeah. so cool. Oh, yeah. That, that was an easy one. Thanks. Thanks. Yep. That's all right. You guys I can go over and I'll just fucking point at floor pieces and be like, this was 72. <laughs> <laughs> this was that. 72 what? <laughs> well, they had with Sears Roebuck houses. Uh-huh. When you, for those, because there's not going to be a curio corner for this episode. Sorry about it. But there was, you would order, you would flip through the Sears catalog and they would have several houses to choose from in different price ranges. And you would order the house and it would come by rail. And like all of the nails for the house would come in a barrel. All of the wood would come on a pallet. Like all of that stuff came as one, but it was all numbered like Ikea directions. I love it. So every floorboard usually in a house was numbered. Every nail, like all of that stuff was numbered and accounted for. And depending on the house you ordered with Sears Roebuck home, was dependent on if it came with any landscaping. So if you ordered a certain house, they had a tree picked out that would go best with oh that house. Oh, my So God. some Sears Roebuck kit homes came with a maple tree or an oak tree, depending on where you lived. And like the bathrooms in Sears Roebuck houses, the tile floor, instead of coming as tile, it came as one sheet on plywood that oh. you would lay down. That's insane. And all of the light fixtures came with that. Like everything. That needs to come back. Top to bottom in the house came on a rail car, which is generally speaking why you find Sears Craftsman kit homes closest to a rail system because it was a pain in the ass. And they had instructions on how to use your team of horses to dig out the foundation. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. There was a woman in, there is a woman in my antique study group that her family bought and built a Sears Roebuck house and they she had all of the information on it and like all the way down to the floor was like a beautiful inlaid floor in the dining room that they paid extra for wow that's cool that is super cool my husband and I would divorce over that Mm -hmm. well so derailed the restaurant here in town Uh was a Sears kit home really was it really yeah There's a couple. I'll have to ask Rebecca if she knows which ones are what. Rebecca Piper. Yeah. But I know Sears was one. Um, If you're in Shelley, the house next door to A&B Transmission Uh was a Sears Roebuck home. And it was actually one of my clients used to live in it. And they have all the history on it. But um, the founder of Shelley, I can't remember his first name, Shelley, Mr. Shelley, (laughs) owned all of that property right there. And he had sold it to somebody, sold that parcel of land. And there's a couple of Sears Roebuck houses on that street in Shelley because it's close to them. Fascinating. Huh, that's cool. So they, they're just fascinating to me. Super cool. That is cool. So, Melissa. So you are in, I expected a setup for this, oh, oh, by the way. Oh, oh dear. So I'm you're ready. in the basement of somehow, <gasps> somewhere. I am so proud right now. <laughs> I am so proud. And you enter the storage room, which is my favorite room. Pause to for pick. just a second. This is very fun to be on the other side of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And there are many odds and ends, but in the back corner, 
you find three. I have a choice of three. Oh, oh gosh. Wow. Three it when it's three <laughs> rolls of vintage wallpaper. Shit. Do you choose the Art Nouveau style floral wallpaper? Get out of my house. The 50s era farm themed wallpaper or the 70s floral in autumn colors. Okay. What Melissa. What <laughs> See, this. Uh, mm. Everybody start drinking. <laughs> okay, I just have to say respect to the setup. I'm so proud. Oh, also, sorry for Jill that would have done to you because this is brutal. <sighs> I'm going for the 70s floral. Yeah. Because I already have the 50s farm and Art Nouveau is awesome but it doesn't fit the style okay, of my you home you can't come into this with your own loophole before you <laughs> Already, start that's that's why i did this um i created the loophole so i could jump right through it i appreciate that oh this is tough because i like all three a lot <laughs> i can already picture where all three could uh-huh. go art nouveau in your dining room um i am going to pick um 70s floral Ooh. i really want art nouveau i'm shocked i thought you were gonna choose nouveau i'm i don't have anywhere okay i'm gonna okay it's in my craftsman home okay, okay. all right <laughs> i'm like it's not gonna work at this house I can't pick it. um uh, okay it's in my craftsman home oh in my office that has huge floor-to-ceiling windows oh and oh, then obviously. The, uh, the nouveau wallpaper is going to go up yeah gorge love it crystal chandelier we're really living in it yeah the nouveau so you chose art nouveau, the nouveau yeah. okay of right. course okay. Duh. why am i trying to lie to myself okay I... <laughs> uh, i'm gonna go the yes oh, yes surprising they already regret it because those other two would look really well we already <laughs> took the other two that you're just yeah. left i know See, i just <laughs> <laughs> like i'll give what, you my remnants. you snooze you lose that's the name of the game all right jill the rest of the table is ordered okay now it's back to you so we're at a church rummage <gasps> sale <gasps> wow i'm so proud <laughs> and a quaint little town up north just have tears in my eyes we're doing a road trip uh we saw a sign. We stopped. The best. We go in and it's just a free for all. They didn't know what they were doing when they organized. We come yeah. to the first My table. My favorite. There's three to choose from. Okay. There is antique, vintage, garden, tools, frogs, gnomes, whatever your heart desires. It's there. Bitch. Next to it is morning jewelry because they didn't realize it was a thing. Jill has come for me. Palette work. Oh my god. All of it. Gimp work. Everything. Because they were just like, "What the fuck is this? I need to get rid of it." Oh, this is, feels like WWE SmackDown. <laughs> the third one is leather tools. Oh, stop! <laughs> How dare you? Again, Henry had a bunch in the farm. He was just getting rid of it. It's a real Thought hobbyist. He really he thought he'd help the ladies out with their little function, raise some money for the new podium. Wow. Well, what are you gonna choose, Jill? 
Yeah, asshole. I'm going to go for the vintage garden. Of course. Obviously. I'm going to go for the morning only because small town morning jewelry has the best stories. And it's hard to find. So if you find it. Yeah. You're not going to pass it up. Not at a rummage sale. They don't know what the fuck they got. Yeah, Carol yeah. just saw it and she was like, oh, 20 what for is the box. It's gross. 25 cents for all of yeah. it. I just need it gone. Thanks, Carol. So if this were real life, I would just buy it all. <laughs> I would snatch it all up. But in this fictional universe, I would have to go for the leather tools. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, it's a given. Obviously, I have literally never gone to a garage sale, a thrift store, an antique store and ever seen any vintage leather tools because it's kind of a niche thing. Yeah. And the tools are generally well used and passed down. And so if I saw it out in the wild, that's what I would have to go for. Yeah. Good choices, guys. Wow. I'm, first of all, the proudest (laughs) person in America right now. I feel just, he really hit it out of the park. You know, I try. It was, was, you know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And like I said, there's, there's no curio corner for this episode today. Um, Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a friend in the world, the words of our golden girls. (laughs) And as always. I hope you find some good shit. And I really hope you remember to look under those tables. I don't have a catchphrase, but goodbye. (laughs) Bye. See ya. We want to take this next section time to thank our beloved patrons who support the show and support us and deal with all of our nonsense on the other side. To see more about our Patreon, you can visit the links in all of our bios. Right now, we want to thank RJ in Florida, Crystal in Nevada, Gina in South Carolina, Gwendolyn in Minnesota, Julia in Sweden, Jasmine in Kentucky, Kyla in Indiana, Mandy and Riley in California, TC Lionel, Melissa, Christina, Erica, Becky, and Ashley in Idaho. To follow along with the Mothball Prophecies, be sure to visit us on Instagram at the Mothball Prophecies Original, Facebook under the same name, and we would love to hear about your curio story. We have a submission form on our website, themothballprophecies.com, or you can email it to us directly at themothballprophecies at gmail.com.